Good morning, all you fellow safety-conscious workers out there. It's time for another episode of Safety Up, your weekly podcast on OSHA and safety in the workplace, brought to you by ClaimShield, your safety specialists. This is Eric. And I'm Gavin, co-host and technical wizard behind the scenes here at Safety Up. We release our safety podcast every weekend so they can be used as toolbox safety talks on the job site first thing Monday morning. So grab your hot coffee, your donut, and grab a seat on your favorite tailgate as we delve into another safety topic for the week. What do we have on the menu, Eric? Well, this week's email comes to us from John Smith in Podunk, Nebraska, with an interesting question. John writes, Dear Eric and Gavin, I've just been asked by the roofing company I work for to act as their new safety manager, but I have no formal training in safety or OSHA. I don't know where to start. What do you think should be my top priority? Thanks for any suggestions you have, John. Well, John, I feel for you, man. I've been exactly where you're at right now. In fact, it led me to change careers and go into safety full time. Now, it can be overwhelming at first, but just stick with it. Wait a second. You changed careers to do this? Yep. Man, you're more mentally unbalanced than I initially thought. Well, thank you. I've worked hard to become so. A Princess Bride quote? Seriously? What's wrong with quoting the Princess Bride? It's a cultural icon. Yeah, so is Young Frankenstein. But you don't see me quoting it in our podcast. That's Frankenstein. Can we just get on with it, please? We do have a time limit here. You need to get out more. Moving on. John, in your particular case, since you work for a roofing company, you should be aware that the top three citations issued to roofing companies all across the country by OSHA all deal with fall protection one way or another. So fall protection is going to be your number one safety concern and your top priority. I'll be honest with you, fall protection is neither easy nor cheap to implement, but it is an absolute OSHA requirement. Now, you didn't mention whether you worked for a residential or commercial roofing company, so what we're going to cover today is generally applicable to both. The biggest difference is going to be the different options available for working on flat roofs versus sloped roofs. I'm going to encourage you to familiarize yourself with OSHA CFR 29-1926 subpart M. That's the section of OSHA standards dealing with fall protection for construction. John, just to be clear, if you were to take an OSHA training class, fall protection alone consists of a minimum of 90 minutes of instruction. So it's a pretty complex safety issue. But let's just stick to some of the basics since we only have about 10 minutes or so to answer your question. Right. So let's start with the most important fact, which is your company is required under OSHA standards to train all of its employees on fall protection, provide all necessary fall protection equipment, and verify that employees are complying with both OSHA standards and company policies regarding fall protection. If your company fails to do any of that, then they are 100 percent, 100 100 right? It's 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. They are 100% responsible for any employee injuries that might occur. If they refuse to provide training or protection or they do not enforce their policies, they can be turned into OSHA anonymously for putting their employees at risk of injury or death. Now that we've got that out of the way, I want to give you the most important number you're going to need to know for fall protection and construction. And there are some exceptions to what we're about to tell you, but this is the magic number that will most often apply to you and your coworkers while working on roofs. Do you know what that magic number is, Gavin? 
Of course. I'm not just a technical whiz. I believe it's six feet, isn't it? Wow. They say millennials aren't good for anything. Mmm, who says that? Yeah, uh, you know, th- they do. Yeah, you mean the people from your generation that expect us to clean up the mess you're leaving us? That was very disparaging. Yep, honesty is. <sighs> okay, John. Gavin is 100% correct that six feet is the magic number. If you remember nothing else, remember six feet, because that is the height at which fall protection requirements kick in for employees in your company. Any employee working at a height of six feet or higher is required to have fall protection in place. Now, here's where it starts to get a little complicated because there are multiple methods of fall protection, and the best one for you to use is going to change depending on the slope of roof you're working on. On most low-sloped residential roofs, your best option is probably going to be a personal fall arrest system specifically designed for roofers. That consists of a safety harness worn by the worker, a rope lifeline and lanyard, and a temporary roof anchor that can be used on trusses or roof peaks. The harness is connected to the lanyard and the safety line, which are then connected to the roof anchor. Essentially, once in place, the roofer wearing it is free to move around within about a 25 to 50 foot radius from the anchor point and perform his assigned task as he normally would. The safety line connects to the back of the harness between the shoulder blades so it really should not interfere with the work being done. However, if the worker loses his balance and falls, the lanyard will grab the safety line and prevent him from falling to the ground, even if he goes over the edge of the roof. The roof anchor is rated to accept over 3,000 pounds of force, so it will hold as long as it's been installed correctly. That's exactly right. Now, if this does happen, you have a limited amount of time to recover the worker before he or she begins to suffer injuries from being suspended. But at least they are alive and more than likely not severely injured, at least not compared to what landing on the ground from roof height would have done to them. You will need a written rescue plan for recovering any worker that does actually fall, but that's a different topic for another day. The nice thing about these personal fall arrest systems is they only cost around $100 to $200, and the entire system usually fits inside a bucket that can easily be carried by the employee it's assigned to. However, the employee will have to be trained on properly wearing the harness as well as properly fastening the anchor to the roof. He or she will need to know how to use each part of the system and how to operate it, care for it, and inspect it before they can be allowed to actually use it on a job site. Adjusting the harness so it fits correctly and comfortably can take a little time, but it is time well spent. Now, if you're working on a flat roof, you have a few more options available to you. One alternative is called a warning line system, which is basically just a rope or chain with high visibility flags attached to it that run the perimeter of the roof or the work area, a minimum of six feet away from the unprotected edge. As long as workers remain inside that perimeter, they're not going to need any additional fall protection in place. However, the second they cross that warning line, then they will need additional fall protection. Barricades along unprotected edges are also possible, provided those barricades can withstand 200 pounds of outward force without giving way or breaking. What this does is physically prevents any worker from accidentally going past the barricade and falling over the edge. Interesting. I hear what you're saying. But what if a worker needs to perform some work right on the edge of the roof or on the other side of the warning line or the barricade? 
That's called leading edge work. And then we come back to the worker needing a personal fall arrest system for as long as he's performing that work. Having that worker perform the work from a scaffold instead of the roof changes the safety situation a little. But again, scaffolding is a different topic for a different episode. John, like Eric said earlier, there's a lot more to fall protection than we can cover during this short podcast. But hopefully this will get you started in the right direction. If you type OSHA 1926 subpart M into any search engine, it should take you to the exact standard right on OSHA's website, where you can read much more detail on the subject. That's right. Also, you need to remember that while fall protection is probably going to be your primary safety concern, it is by no means the only one. As a safety manager, you will have to deal with a lot more safety topics. If you get in over your head, ClaimShield has safety specialists that can offer assistance. Just visit our website at ClaimShieldPro.com. Send us an email to safetyup at ClaimShieldPro.com. Or you can contact us via our Twitter account at ClaimShield. And we'll be happy, 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 happy. You are affecting me, man. We'll be happy to talk to you about how we can help. Good luck, John. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode. So until next week, this is Gavin and Eric reminding everybody to safety up at work. Safety. 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 Safety.